Hello and welcome back to the Eager Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your girl, Candace Mays. Thanks so much for joining us today and listening in. I have a special guest with me today. His name is Holland Hamilton. Uh, Holland, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. I got a quick question, though, for you. Yeah. Um, sorry, do I look too young with the hat being backwards or should I, like, should I turn it like this? I think that's great. You can do right. either one. I don't think, yeah. You know, like what's what's the rule on the hat? If you're 31, do you do you, you can't do this anymore? No, nope, definitely not. But you can't do this, this right here. Should I, that, should I Which one do you want? Do, you, do, I, do I do here or do I do this? I think um, the front, maybe. Oh, so oh, so this way. Yeah, it's great. You're saying I look too old to be having my hat backwards. I think you look very young, Holland. Uh, and it's, it's great to see you on this. We're, we're trying out this platform. Uh, so we hope you, you all like it, but in case you don't know, Holland, Holland is, <laughs> he's a, a family member of mine. So he is, uh, going, he is going to be his true self and he's going to grace us with his presence today. So, uh, I I've got him here because he had, he's uh, a, a business owner, a previous business owner of a company called Bolt Fitness. So he has a pretty unique story. Bolt Fitness was a personal training company that I started when I was 21 years old. I ran it for about um, eight years. And uh, I um, started it because I was working at Barcelona Wine Bar in Inman Park. The, this is before the other one opened up. And I got fired from there because I was in school and they're trying to make me work on weekends and all this stuff. And I wasn't really trying to be doing that. I had to like study and whatnot. I was in audio engineering school. So got fired from there. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? But I was also interning at the time at a studio, <clears throat> excuse me, a studio called Silent Sound Studios where like T.I. recorded at The Dream, Carrie Olson, CeeLo, I met all of them. And um, one day this little girl came in to like record in a professional studio and um her dad was like uh, was with her and he paid for everything and whatnot and he, i was talking to him for a while he ended up playing in the world series back in like the 90s and we're talking about weightlifting and whatnot because i used to personal train at a gym locally a gym i live i live pretty close to now and uh he was like yeah you know you can make a lot of money you know training at apartment complexes i was like what you talking about He's like, yeah, if you, you know, I used to train in apartment complexes and then, you know, I would just train all the residents. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He was like, I made like, you know, $100,000 a year. You know, me at like 21 years old, I was like, damn, okay. Or crap. Like, can I cuss? Sure, yeah. Me I was yourself. like, damn. You know, so, um, <laughs> uh, so after I got fired, this happened before I got fired. So I was working, I was working in Barcelona, I was waiting tables, you know, I was, going around with dishes and it was boring you know it's not me I, I, no one wants to do that i mean some people some people might want to do that but i feel like it's more of you have to do that i didn't want to do that crap so i didn't do it i got well i got fired from it whatever fast forwarding okay so um after i got fired you know i talked to my teacher she's a little overweight and i was like yo you know i come train you and she was like, really? I was like, yeah, I'll train you at your apartment complex. And she was like, I mean, all right, down, I'm down for that. I don't, have to, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. And I was like, yeah, you know, you can just walk 
to the apartment, to the gym, and then I'll come meet you there to train you. I charge $10 an hour or $10 a session. Every session's an hour long. And um, so I trained her. And um, next thing you know, when I was there, like other people would come up to me and be like, yo, can you train me? And I was like, I mean, yeah. And then another person, can you train me? Next thing you know, I had like maybe seven clients there, all at $10 an hour, all with, with throughout the week. Some I had them, you know, six, seven, and eight, you know, I had them in times where I could stay there for three hours and did that for a while. And then I was like, man, I'm actually making some money. This actually, this works, you know? Um, so then I started like, okay, how can I make this a business? So I got like incorporated. I had my friend, he's a um, graphic designer. So he made a whole bunch of different logos for me to choose from. And we all chose the logo that we like from a white background and a black background. Um, I got my, I created a name, I created everything just like anyone else would with the business. I created it. Um, it was my baby, I had business cards. And uh, the first business card that I had was hilarious because it was like me from my bodybuilding show, like flexing and stuff. And um, my wife hated it because I would have to hand that out to women and whatnot. But um, it did work. It did get me client clientele. So um, did that. And uh, and then after that, you know, we moved to a different apartment complex. And uh, my wife, girlfriend at the time, you know, I'm, I'm young. I ain't getting married at no damn 21, 22. You know what I mean? She might be your cousin, but, you know, I ain't trying to wrap it out like like that that at that age. You know what I'm saying? But we we, we good now, though. <laughs> we good. You know? Probably married. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like a girlfriend at the time, now wife, she um she would have to drive to um Marta to go to uh to school. Yeah, she was still in school. So she took Marta to school every day. And um, I was still doing the personal training thing, but I was also working at Delta Airlines as a baggage handler. So, I, you know, I, I was doing both. And um, she was like, man, you know, I, I, every time I drive to Marta, I pass by this, like, badass gym in this, like, huge apartment complex. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like nice. It's got, like, treadmills and LSD. It's, like, windows. It's, like, nice, you know. And I was like, okay. So I created this whole little binder folder thing. I created like a flyer, a whole package that that showed what I what I did, what I offered. I created an entire selling point of what makes me value or what makes me valuable, what makes me be able to provide solutions for your business as a personal trainer. What was in that was that since I'm training at your apartment complex, because I, you know, I was training at the apartment complex before, but I was just sort of sneaking in through um um the clients, they would just let me in. I would just go to the gym, but the okay. leasing office knew nothing about me. And I wanted to find a way to be able to um, be incorporated within the entire property managing company where I'm allowed, I have my own key. So I put together this package and I said, you know, one thing I could do is, you know, one, your residents don't have to leave their house. Two, you guys are able to offer an on-site personal trainer and look mm -hmm. at me as an, as a, uh, Amenity, amenity, amenity. I feel like I can't say that word right. Amenity or is it amenity? Amen, amenity. Yep. Amenity, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's an amenity, right? Uh, to to their to their apartment, which is awesome. So they can, so when they're doing tours, they can say, oh, you know, we have this badass gym. We got a pool. We got this. We got that. But we also have your own on-site personal trainer that's there twenty-four hours, and you can train with them. He does free boot camps on maybe the weekends. 
Uh, obviously, you guys want to discuss pricing between each other if you want to do personal training, but he's on site. You know, you need to go to a gym. You don't need to hop in a car. You don't need to go nowhere. All you do is go downstairs, go to the gym, and you have a personal trainer there. And they're like, damn, this is awesome. And that's so they're like, yo, you're in. So I got a key to now I got a fob to this huge apartment complex. Each apartment complex has like average between like 200 or maybe like 150 to sometimes 300 to sometimes 400 residents just within one apartment complex. So now I know that my entire, like I have clientele that uh, 400 people is a whole bunch of people. So if I get 10% of that, that's 40 clients. That's, that's enough to give me a year's worth of pay and be good. Um, so I did that and uh, trained there for a while ended up training clients that worked in the film industry and judges. And I trained lawyers and I trained doctors. And I mean, you name it, I've trained top people because this apartment complex that I was at was a um, like a divorce apartment complex in Brookhaven. It's like across from Kaleidoscope. So a lot of people that got divorced from these super nice houses would just live here and take care of their kids and still be close to everything. So there's a lot of people that had a lot of money. And uh, I trained all of them and I uh, did that for a long time. Then open up some other things, but I'll let you, I'll let you ask, ask some more questions in between then. then yeah, you, no, you know. no, I'm fascinated. So what's interesting is you took the initiative to develop a plan or a pitch to mm -hmm. go to this. I mean, there was no one else there kind of as a contracted, cause you were basically contracted with them or it was just your, your own kind of flexibility, your schedule, like it was it was my own flexibility. What I also did is I, which was also the packages. I said, uh, you know, I know this is in my later packages with different apartments. But after I learned that uh, one apartment that I was at, mm -hmm. I started, I learned the property management. Like I learned what they what they're like good at and what they're not good at and what they need help with and what they don't need help with. And I I took advantage of that. So I uh, I'll, then in my later packages I said, you know. I know you guys also only have like three to four on your staff at, at a time, but you have to have a monthly event every single, every month. And you usually have a budget between from 500 to $1,000, if that, a month. Mm -hmm. So what I could do is do, if you don't, or I could, I could throw an event for you. I could do a cooking class to mm -hmm. teach your residents how to eat healthy. Um, and also I'll help you work all your events in case one of your staff is you're understaffed and you need an extra hand, I'll work all of your events, which it's a no brainer. Cause when you work the event, you meet new residents, you right. hand out cards, you get more clients. So, um, you know, it's, it was just a platonic relationship, um, between, between uh, me and the, the uh, property management. Right. It sounds like you developed a whole marketing toolbox. Seriously. I mean, putting the binder together, getting the business cards, getting the, the, the name, you know, trademark out the LLC created, you basically own that space, went in, you knew how to talk about your, the value that you bring to the customer. What, what, was so, what do you think was so different about your approach other than like doing, you know, adding in the cooking class, like those opportunities with, with the training itself, did you, I guess, did you have like a signature? Cause your background is you, you've been a bodybuilder before. I've heard. Yeah, you, I was. Okay. Okay. Still am. Still am. Okay. It's right. Like, right. all right. I'm not. I just work out now. But okay. okay. I think I am. <laughs> Until my bones break, my my knees. Are how, how did you? How did you know what? How do I say? How do you know what that person 
needs, you know, that person needs to work on a specific area of their body. You already know. It's like, okay, I need to do these, you know, sets of exercises to get them where they want to be. How did you know that? I mean, I, I got trained by, um, there's a gym in my name, in my city in Lilburn that's called House okay. of Pain. It's like one of the top bodybuilding gyms in the Southeast. Uh, and the owner of that gym, he, he turned it, his gym used to be an antique shop. Like it had like old antique furniture and just random shit like every other antique shop does. Um, and uh, he, we all worked out at the same gym. It was called Fitness 19. And um, he would train me. Like all my friends from high school, we'd go and we would just train with this guy named Steve Payne. And um, so I would train with him every day. We'd train, train, train. He just taught me every single thing I knew and needed to know about working out. And I was like addicted to it. I would go like five, six days a week. I would go before, I would wake up at like four in the morning and go to the gym at five and work out and then go to school, go to school all day and then come back and go back to the gym. Um, okay. And okay. I did that for a long time and I learned a lot. And I, it's just something that I'm easy. It's easy to learn from, or right. I guess this is like a thing that I could learn easily with. It's not like science or like physics or something. It's right. boring. Um, so I just sort of retained all that information, uh, pretty well. And later on, um, he, when he opened his gym, I helped him sort of open it for him. We brought, uh, weights and stuff from Parkview and put it in his gym and moved the beds out and put it everywhere else. And we sort of opened this gym for him. And, um, like two years after that, um, he hired me and I became a trainer there. So then he just kept teaching me and I got my experience with, training and having him sort of being like yo do this do that and he also taught me sell points and 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 ways to get clients and and what you do after you lose a client um mm. which is also really important too because one thing that he did teach me was like i lost a client one time and i was like damn you know like i don't know why they left like i, I was doing everything right they're getting results like i, I just you know and you, you get like um you get like real like self-conscious and that will happen with any business that you're in because everyone's got clients. And right. um, he was like, he was like, you know what? You never know what a client's going to go through. You don't know if, if they're broke. You don't know if they're dealing with some shit with their family. You don't know what they're dealing with. And he was like, 90% of the time, it's usually just them. And 10% of the time, it's you. And if you're as good looking as me and as do a damn good job like I do, that 10% isn't even there. So it's 100% of the time, it's on that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he said that and I was like damn that's a good way to like look at it he was like whenever I lose a client that's what he said he goes whenever I lose a client he goes that means I'm gonna get two more we had two more I was like okay and he was like why so you lost a client one day boom two more sign up so I just sort of got that same mentality of like whenever I lose a client boom two more and it's crazy how that is if you keep that mindset two more clients every time boom yeah. boom two more you're doubling your, your worth every single time and you just like it's just like I just swipe it right off of me. Right. Um, right. So that's sort of how I got built up and, and then also with certifications and stuff like that and just doing shows and whatnot. Like, I mean, I have a huge library of of exercises and um techniques. Um uh just it's just embedded in my brain. I don't even really need to like look up stuff. I see. No, that's incredible, Holland. I've been I didn't know those I'm things. Genius, yeah, genius. You're basically I'm like, uh, I'm like a black Elon Musk in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Claim it now. That's right. Yeah, I asked Katrina. Katrina gonna be watching this. She knows. Katrina yeah. gained 14 pounds in a month. Uh, that's another one of my. That was what she was going for. That's not like right. I'm like, wait, what 14 pounds gained? 
She's trying to gain weight. She's trying to gain muscle. 14 pounds right. per month. You you help clients who are trying to lose end game. Yeah. Just just or tone, period. Exactly. So you're you're doing this, you're doing this training, you're working all these hours. How long do you do that for and, and what happens next? Okay, so um, another story with that. Man, we're gonna be here for a while. Jeez. Um, another story with that is uh, I was working at Delta. I told y'all this before. I was working at Delta Airlines. I was a baggage handler for about four years. So I was doing baggage handling. Now my business was growing, and I was doing baggage handling. Business was growing, but like I was like split. I was like at the airport, and I could only trade. There's a point where I could only trade clients like four days out of the week. I think I was working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I trained Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I didn't work. I didn't have any days off. Um, and um, one day I like, I caught a plane on fire. Like this is a true story. So I caught a plane on fire. It's a long story. It wasn't really my fault, whatever, but the plane did catch on fire. Everyone had to like get off the plane. There was going, it was a um, CL, CRJ going to um, Toronto and um the front door caught on fire. Don't worry about that. You can okay. ask me about that later. Okay. But um, so like I had to like you know take a drug test and all this stuff and like you know I, I was on like a probation period. So then they send you to the dungeon at the airport, which is like concourse T. It's like you're working underground and shit. It's like fucking a whole bunch of gas and stuff. It's just nasty. And I was there and I'm like, you know, I'm only making twelve dollars an hour. But now with my business, I went from $10 a session to like at this time was like $35 now this session. So I was making $35 an hour training. And I'm like, but I had free flights. So I'm like, and my parents flew free, my <laughs> wife flew free. So I'm like, sort of like obligated to do this. Um, and one day I ran into like the GM and we we're talking about it. And he was like, yo, he's like, what do you, what do you do? He's like, because you don't just, you're part-time here, you have to do something else. I was like, I own my own business and whatnot. And I was telling him all about it. And he was like, bro, you need to, you need to quit. He was like, you need to, he was like, you could be way more successful. He's like, you ain't going to go nowhere doing this. And um, he's like, you, I mean, you could climb the ladder, but he was like, someone like yourself, he's like, you're smart, man. He's like, you got, you got gumption. You got, you know, you got drive. And um, he was like, you need to just go with your business. Do that. He was like, put your two weeks notice in. And I was like, which I don't know if he was saying that because I caught a plane on fire. <laughs> but, um, but at the time, it seemed like a good idea. And I was like, I really thought about it. I was like, you know, all right, I'm going to do that. And I put my two weeks notice in and I left the airport. And while I was leaving the airport, I was on Concourse T, which Concourse T is where you sort of like get all your stuff dropped off. Like it's like mm -hmm. right in the front of the airport. So I'll go to get on the bus to go to the, the parking lot. And I'm seeing like all these people, you know, like a whole bunch of people, like, <laughs> like unloading their bags, like jumping out of Mercedes, you know, whatnot and riding around in BMWs. And like, I'm like, all these people are flying, you know, and I'm out here busting my ass, throwing bags for $10 or $12 an hour to fly for free on a buddy on a standby list. Like these people just get on and just fly. Like they don't have to throw bags. Like what do they do? You know, mm -hmm. they're doing, they're doing, they're flying more than I am. And I was like, I don't need this airport's job no more. I can, I can fly without it. And, um, so I quit and I went full time with my business. So answering your question, how long I was working, I then went from 35 to now I'm at 45 to $55 an hour. And um, I had a client, like Mondays would be 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7, 
8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, I might have a 1, might not. And that's where I could take like a little break. But sometimes I'd have a 1 out of a 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 o'clock. I want to get home. I want to get off till 9 p.m. I'll start at 5 a.m. And, and literally be there till 9 p.m. Right. So every Monday and Wednesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays would have been from like usually like 8 a.m. like 8, 9, 10, 11. Then I had like a like a 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Mm-hmm. And then on Fridays, it would be like I would have like um like four clients on Fridays. So the and, uh, is real. I might, yeah, for So, like, I mean, I was working like 12, 12, let's say 12, 12, and then let's say nine or 10 to 10. So, I was working close to 40, 48, 46 hours, mm-hmm. making 45 to $55 an hour. Yeah. Pretty good money at this, at this time. Now, I was like 24, 23, 24. I was making right. a lot of money. Um, and, uh, that's sort of how that's how, how my day was. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome though, because you know, every hour is a different person. Yeah. And and that's just only helped my knowledge of sales even more than just getting to know and be able to relate and, and, and converse with people from all different spectrum. But you're I mean, of course, in as a business owner, you're wearing all the hats, literally. So uh, marketing sales and it seems like I mean I know your strength is in networking you know you and I'm wearing them all front ways because I know you you obviously don't like them the opposite way I don't mind it you said you, you said you didn't like it though I I really don't mind it so you uh, like this this is cool to you that's cool you can do you do you you know and 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 that's that's all I preach all right, so well, keep it this way then yeah keep it that way be, be comfortable you sure you like uh, it more this way though this is great yeah just keep it there um, I think what is interesting. <laughs> so you, <laughs> oh man, I don't like that way. Back here, this hat is giving him. I'm like uh, Ray J on that show. Remember Ray J with the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the hat was like this, and then the next scene it was like that, and the next scene it was flipped this way. No, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. Um, was, yeah, whatever. Whatever. You get- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you, so do you still? Um, do you still uh, do bulk fitness? Is it still part of your um, everyday life, or have you no. kind of let go? Yeah, I uh, I got burned out, which I I when you're working twelve hours, I mean, literally, there are so many days where Monday and Wednesday where I literally had like five minutes to eat, like, and I and the only way I could do that was I would finish a client early and be like, hey, like, oh, well, good workout. You know what? You did everything today. You're good to go. When really, I, I don't care. Like they, that could have made kept making them work, but I was yeah. just so hungry. So I'm like, you know, ten minutes early, you're good. And they're leaving. I'll book it across the street to Savvy and get a sandwich. Come back, scarf it down, and then text my next client. Say, hey, I'm gonna be five minutes late, and then oh so fifteen minutes to like eat food, and then it's right back into just working, 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 working. Um, so what, what was the question again? I'm, no, like that's why, like you don't do it anymore, and that's that's why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I, I just, uh, I just got burned out. I, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't even working out. It's like a janitor, you know, they clean all day long. They get home, their house is like shit because they don't want to clean anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's the same thing. Like I'd get home and be like, man, I ain't working out. I ain't lifting no weights. I've been doing that all day. 
squats all day and you know yes. picking up dumbbells ahead and, and spotting and just like right. geez, I can't then you're sort of thinking like you know what's my what's my um which might go into one of your later questions so maybe I won't answer but like what's my scalability mm. you know, how, how much can I um branch out and 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 you know do things like that and um which I know we'll probably go into later with other stories but uh um I got burned out and and I had an opportunity from a client that I trained to get into the film industry. And with my music background, I wanted to do boom mopping and, and use my, my degree. Um, and they're like, well, we'll get you into construction. You'll be working on this movie called black Panther. And I was like, I don't know what the hell black Panther is, but I'm down. I don't know what the hell it is. It's Marvel, but okay. Didn't, did not know what black Panther was and um, started working on that. And then got into the film industry and had a couple of employees take all over my, um, the clients that I had and yeah. sort of got out. I mean, so if you're going to own your next business, the, what would you say would be the key piece of advice for, or let me rephrase that. What would you say would be the biggest piece of advice for those who are aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe want to open up their own fitness center? Uh, my advice would be to go into it, knowing that you're going to work harder than your an average job. Because like mm -hmm. you're just saying, you wear multiple hats. Hopefully, you wear them front ways instead of backwards. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for if you're if you're gonna get on Candace's entrepreneur show, uh, but you know, realize you're gonna be working harder than harder than you would work if you worked at McDonald's. Because you know, you get off, you go to work, you work nine to five, you get off, and you got shit to do. You can go play mm -hmm. video games, you smoke some weed, you could go hang out, you can watch TV on or whatever you want to do when you're out of work. But when you own your own business, you have to constantly be thinking, like you're saying, you're you're working it mm -hmm. and you're doing the marketing for it. Then you got to handle all your taxes and and uh, like accounting of your company, especially if you're if you're buying product and, and doing a commerce type of, um, right. type of job where, you know, you uh, how much money am I making off of each each item? Mine was a um, what's it called? Um like a person, person, there's a name for that. I can't think of it. It's I know not, what you're talking, right. Yeah, but um, it wasn't like a selling something. Um, uh, it's a service. Mine was a service business. So it was a little bit easier to know how much money you're making. But that you got to think about. Um, and then, you know, you got to live your all, so your whole life too. So right. there's a lot of things you got to juggle. And it, it um, you got to realize that you got to be putting in work. You can't just be sleeping. And then another thing too, is you don't have a boss. So like you, you are your own boss, which everyone's like, man, I want to be my own boss. It's like, cool, be your own boss. But just know when you are your own boss, you got to be the person that wakes your ass up out of bed when you don't want to. And you got to be the person that keeps working when you want to stop. Right. And a lot of people love the idea and the, they see the final, like they see the peak of the mountain but they don't see all the shit you got to do to get there. Mm -hmm. And, and that would be my advice is just, you know, and with that, you know, keep your head down and just, and just keep going because right. it's tough. It's not easy at all. And there are, there are tough times owning your own business a yeah. lot. Well, I mean, that was brave of you though, Holland. I mean, leaving and just saying, I'm going to give this my full time effort. I mean, you, you wouldn't have known, you know, one, how much money you would have generated and how, how great you are, what you do, you know, Got to learn a lot in the process, but I know that was a, a leap, but it was also a leap to realize, listen, I don't have the, the time and I'm, I'm burnt out with my own life, you know, to, 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 to live my own life. So 
I think those those realizations are are important. I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk talk quite candidly about it. So just saying, I appreciate that, um, and I think people it will resonate with people. Um, where where can our our listeners find you on uh, on social media if they're interested? Uh, I don't want them finding me on social media. That's okay. I would just, <laughs> that was a that was a hook. I don't know you people. <laughs> I know a few of you, and if y'all do, if I know you, then you already are on my social media. <laughs> the randoms don't find me on social media. Yeah, I had to, I had to give them a, a fun one. Uh, yeah. But no, we appreciate you, Holland, for jumping on. We might have to do like a part two, you know, and see, see, uh, see how things are, are tracking on your end. But it's yeah. been, it's been great having you here, and um, we, we appreciate you. And uh, anything else you want to to let the listeners know? Um. Um, I don't know. I thought there's we might need to do a part two because it's more about entrepreneurship and some crazy stories I could tell you. Yeah. Within my business mistakes I made. I didn't get to talk about employees or managing employees or scalability at all. Okay. We can probably say that for another one, but that is another big thing that uh I think entrepreneurs could could definitely or people looking to be into entrepreneurship right. learn from because that is once you become successful with yourself, then you now will your next step is gonna be employees and, and managing and, and scalability of your own business. And that's what sort of put the brakes on my business. Um, but, um, you know, that's another, that's another topic. No, I think we need to have, we need to have you back and re and have those topics and um, really shed light on them. So I agree. Uh, scalability, getting employees, what that process looks like, what you can learn from it. Hands down. Can I wear like something else next time? Can I wear like a suit or can I wear like a, like a yeah. shirt? I think you. I think the suit is great. What about like a floral shirt, like a like a floral shirt? Mm, yeah. Can I, I think... just not have a shirt? Can I just be shirtless? No. Oh, okay. Damn. We right. are we. <laughs> we keep our. Okay, no. <laughs> what do I do to you. <laughs> Please. I'm approachable to the eager entrepreneur. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try to wear. Hmm. <sighs> Wonder what I'm gonna wear next time. We'll be. <laughs> we we're excited to have him back. But Holland, the pleasure is all mine, man. Thank it's you. Real for here. And uh, if you guys are listening to us for the first time, thanks again for your time. Please like, subscribe, uh, and catch us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Adios.